it truly is my wish for everyone to embrace Ayurveda. It's, it's a huge blessing to have this worldview and to understand yourself to this depth because it's um, a very intimate way of living with yourself. You, you learn to decipher these messages that your body is mm-hmm. giving you and you learn how to respond to those messages to optimize your own wellness, mind, body. Welcome to the Science of Light podcast. That was a lovely quote from our guest today who has been on the podcast before, Donna Papanya, on Ayurvedic cleansing. So Donna is an Ayurvedic practitioner. I had the wonderful joy of having this conversation with her via Facebook Live. It was also on YouTube Live. So if you're catching this on YouTube, it's just, it's the same thing. Um, Now I've just made it prettier and edited the video and, and cut out some, you know, just little stuff from the live, like, um, to make it prettier. But if you're catching this on the podcast, we did this as a live, you might be listening to it later. We did this as a live, um, when we were running a spring Ayurvedic cleanse during Navaratri's and nine nights of the goddess Durga, which is, uh, you could hear on my other podcast, the Yogi Scopes podcast, why that's astrologically indicated. If you care, if you don't care, or if it's later, this podcast episode serves really well to talk about the gut microbiome and how digestion so we talked in this in this conversation about how it's more than just you are what you eat ayurveda and now some modern science and research says it's more than what you eat it's about how well you're able to digest it and break down and absorb the nutrients from your food absorb the messages from the media you consume all of this stuff and ayurveda is a very lifestyle science and so we get into that we get into what a panchakarma cleanse is if you want to go back and listen to the past episode with donna she gave more of her story her background her qualifications and even more details about an ayurvedic cleanse you could join us um if you're listening to this right as it drops you can get the kit from donna if you want to join the group cleanse more details on at the end about the group cleanse. So without further ado, I just want to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm training to become a yoga therapist. I'm almost there. I've been in this training for like four years. It's the last one. Um, So here we are. Anyway, welcome. Uh, On this podcast, we will explore the gut microbiome, Ayurveda, hormones, how all those things are interrelated. So welcome and enjoy. We're live. I suppose folks might join along the way. I'll try to check in for comments, but hey, everyone, this is Donna. Hi. So Donna's been on the podcast before, and if you saw my post last week about Ayurvedic cleansing, I shared the episode again. It was a while ago, Um, so I'm going to try not to make this like too much of a repeat of the podcast, but Donna, do you mind just like briefly introducing yourself? Sure. Um, I'm very happy to be here. I'd like to start with, so thank you for having me. Uh, it's always fun to, to chat with you. Um, I started in, in the land of yoga some, uh, 25 years ago or so. And, um, in my yoga teacher training at that point, you know, Ayurveda was just a blip on the radar 
for um, for the yoga community at that time, but for some reason it blipped very loudly at me. <laughs> so um, I dove in 2002, went straight from my first yoga teacher training into studying Ayurveda with Dr. Vasant Lad in New Mexico. And I went there to do his two year training in house. And I ended up staying 10 years and <laughs> uh, called New Mexico home for much longer than I'd intended, but um, was happy to have that opportunity to really absorb every, uh, every facet of the way that he heals. And so I was able to be there with him and study. I've got work behind me from a client I was just working with. So obviously absorbed all of the, the heady material that I could from him. But, you know, he's also a very energetic being. So I was able to, um, to steep in that energy for an extended period, which was very beautiful. And uh, I worked in his cleansing department as his personal assistant. And so I took his clients to see him and then translated for them what he was saying and then took them through their, their therapies. I performed some of the therapies. Um, I also taught his yoga curriculum for his students and a, a few other classes for the curriculum as well. Nice. Yeah. So can you say more about the cleansing department? So I know it's called Panchakarma mm -hmm. and the, said you like assisted with some of the therapies. So can you say more about what Panchakarma is? What are the therapies? Like in what ways did you assist or like could people do this at home? Because I know that's like in Vasantla, he does it now still. Um, and he's based out of Asheville. I think the Panchakarma is still in New Mexico as far as I know, but you can like go places to do Panchakarma or you can do it at home. So can you say a little bit more about like the difference there and what what's happening? Yeah, so both are both are effective for moving the excess dosha out of the body. Um, you would go to a clinic and stay at a clinic for um, having the treatments performed on you, the oiling massages, mm -hmm. to um, have people cook for you. It, it's obviously more spa-like, it's more restful. You're immersed, you're not trying to do the things. Right. Um, so that is the benefit to going in-house. Yeah. And quite honestly, it's not feasible to do that 100% of the time because Ayurveda calls for seasonal cleansing. So right. for most of us, that's not a reasonable outlet. Um, it's certainly something to try if you can at some point, but it's also um, highly effective to cleanse with guidance at home. So you want to understand the Prakriti Vikriti. You want to understand all of the tools. Um, there's oftentimes a uh, kind of template for the protocol for most people to go through but then there's shifting points that need to be manipulated for each person. Um, 
So the, the at-home cleanse that, that we're doing together has those aspects. So everyone who's doing the cleanse with us will get this nice little package with everything that they need in, uh, in the box arriving at their doorstep. We'll do an intake together so that we can determine what's happening with the doshas and see if there's anything that's not going to work within the typical protocol, see if we need to switch anything up, see if possibly there's some other herbs that might be an extra support depending on what's going on. So um, all of that is ideally uh, assessed before you go through the cleanse. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So can you say more about, because, so this is broadcasting on my YouTube channel, which I suspect that folks there have like some probably already sense of like what the doshas are. I've covered it on the Science of Light podcast before, but I'm also broadcasting on this, this on my like personal Facebook page. And I know there are plenty of people there who might be curious about cleansing, maybe have done like some forms of cleanse or thought about doing like a juice fast or something. So can you say more about, this is not a juice fast, by the way, just go and get that like caveat out before we talk about something else. But can you say more about the doshas? Yeah. So, I mean, this, this kind of takes us back to the fundamentals of Ayurveda. So Ayurveda views everything in the universe as being a manifestation of the five elements. And luckily I was just working with a client. That's handy. Um, it's right here behind me. Yeah. So we have space, air, fire, water and earth is that backwards to you guys no it's right it's fine yeah um, five elements in ayurveda and you know we come out of sankhya philosophy just as yoga does and so we're viewing everything as as interacting with one another so when space and air interact together we call that vata fire and water interact together, we call it pitta, and water and earth interact together, we call this kapha. And so I think that these are kind of buzzwords out, especially in the yoga community at this, these, at this moment in time, what's your dosha? Yeah. Well, everyone has all three. Mm -hmm. We're all a manifestation of all five elements, so we all have all three doshas in some permutation. And so we need to understand our particular makeup so that we can make choices that keep us in alignment with that makeup. So that's important to know. What is essential to know is how you've gone out of whack. And so we need to know which element has gone awry because that is what we're trying to move out with the cleanse so that the body can quite naturally just harmonize back to its balance point, which yep. is unique to each person. Okay. And so thank you for sharing that. I, and that gives a good context and background to some research that I promised I would share. I sent out an email last week to folks about, I had four articles in the email that I promised I would share. So just know if you care, I will post the link later. But basically I found an article and 
there's actually more than one, but I only have cited one um, about how property, like you were mentioning, our natural uh, state that we want to get back to, there are distinct, there were studies done about the, on this in India, um, and they would compare people who live in a similar area, eat similar diets, like they had all these controls on the study, and they found, based on these people's gut microbiome, that when doing a dosha assessment to find out what their property is or their their normal, natural, like inherent makeup of the doshas was linked in a quantifiable way to gut microbiome. And so I can share that research in the comments for anybody that cares, or um, I'm planning to also post this as a podcast episode later for people that want to catch the replay that aren't like friends with me on Facebook or whatever. Um, so I can share the link to that. But I just thought that was like fascinating, mind blowing that like property is real. I sent it out in an email and I was like, inside, like microbiome. So that leads well into talking about also um, some other studies that I shared, that one's just kind of foundational. Like the doshas are not just made up. Like there's actual research out there now to prove that there are different people show, like people have natural tendencies of their gut microbiome and that shows up in the doshas. There's like links. And so for example, that leads well into talking about, well, does the cleanse affect our gut microbiome in any meaningful way? Like does what, what is going on there? Um, and so, um, let me think of how I want to like phrase this. Can you talk more about Ayurveda's focus on digestion? Because basically I have a study that talks about how you, what you eat and whether or not you digest it well, it impacts your gut microbiome. And then in the same study, it talks about how Ayurveda places this big emphasis on digestion. So can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. This speaks to um, my heart, not only as an Ayurvedic practitioner, but also as a dietitian, because both worlds are very, very concerned with digestion. In mm -hmm. Ayurveda, we actually say that you are not what you eat. You are what you digest. That's right. So it, it ups the ante from, from the world of di dietetics, which says you are what you eat. Yeah. So um, there is, in my mind, it kind of moves back and forth. Like when I'm working with people, do I care, do I care more about balancing their doshas or do I care more about balancing their agni or their digestion? We call it agni, fire. Yeah. Um, because a strong agni will balance your doshas. And so it's, it's an interplay between the two, I guess is what I'm trying to communicate that um, there's the utmost importance in keeping your digestion optimized mm -hmm. and balancing your dosha. Two main priorities. Right. So we're at this time of year, at least where I live, like peak kapha season. Mm -hmm. It's like snowing outside my house right now. It's been flurrying all day. Yeah. And so um, it's none of it sticking. But anyway, it's just, it's like cold. And so 
that I, this is where I'm like, this is where I need you because I know a lot about yoga and yoga philosophy and a decent amount about Ayurveda, but not nearly as much. I don't want to misspeak. So from my perspective, I'm like kapha season leads to a, a buildup of ama, right? Like to my, in, or I guess any, any imbalance could, right? Is that, I mean, I don't know. Um, but my analogy is like kapha season because kapha is earth and water. It's like adding too much fuel onto the fire that it kind of smothers it out. That's the way I think of it. Um, so could you say a little bit more about ama for one thing and how that relates to agni? So ama is anything that you take in on any level through the mouth, through any of the senses, the mind, anything, Consumption. anything that you take in that you do not properly digest leaves ama, it leaves, leaves a residue behind. So you're, mm. so you're not clean. And a properly functioning agni has more capacity to kick that stuff out. So that's the relationship there. If the agni, if the digestion is optimal, it's gonna it's gonna really do a lot to clear as much of that out as it can. Seasonally, it's never gonna be able to clear everything for most of us. That's why we cleanse. But it, the digestion does do a lot to um, to move the ama out, and the ama can be associated with any dosha. So kapha is kapha is easy to read because it is like heavy, mucusy, very mm -hmm. tangible. Uh, you can see it when it leaves the body type of ama. But but pitta and vata also have their own distinct varieties of, of ama as well. Yeah. And so I just want to say also, it made me think related to going down the Ayurveda rabbit hole, if that's like something that you've wanted to do, uh, you're going to get comfortable with poop talk. <laughs> so maybe right now is not like the venue for poop talk, but it, it is like, I feel like when you have an intake with an Ayurveda practitioner, the conversation of how are you pooping is going to come up. Oh yeah. Yeah. During so. cleanse, I'll be texting you every day asking about your poop. Yeah. And on the portal, I don't know if you saw that yet. But, you know, there's a whole section on here's this chart. You can follow this chart for your bowel movements or this chart. Yeah, it's a, you know, the way that we see it is that it's a message that your body is trying to communicate with you. So we need to learn to pay attention. Well, I feel like that's, I don't know, it might be weird at first for some people. I grew up in a family of like, uh, my granddad was like a pathologist, so none of us are squeamish pretty much. Like there was no conversation off the table, even at dinner time. And so for me, I'm like not squeamish at all, but for some people that are a little bit squeamish at first, it might be kind of weird, but I think, I don't know. It's like, I can notice myself. I'm like, Oh, I can see like when Pitta gets out of balance or something because the way my digestive system functions and uh, a large part of that is elimination. And so anyway, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's beneficial for anybody to learn because it shouldn't be like a bad experience in my opinion. And if it is, there's probably some problem going on, which is where Ayurveda could help. 
Um, but so back to the AMA thing, because I'm like, I promised I would share research. So in one of the articles I shared um, that was titled The Microbiome in Health and Disease from the Perspective of Modern Medicine and Ayurveda, it had a lot of like bullet points. And one of them was related to AMA and leaky gut syndrome. Okay. Um, and so I guess like what I'm kind of asking you, like from your perspective as a dietitian, from what you know there, can you say more about... Um, perhaps leaky gut, perhaps like how this residue might show up in our digestive tracts and how the cleanse helps with that. Well, the, this particular cleanse is unique from other cleanses that I've studied and that it's an actual flush to the GI tract. So it's not just a period of time where we're only putting clean things in and taking herbs that are clean, but um, we're going to actually move things out of the body through the GI tract. So there is an herb that will take, it's actually fruit. It's actually not even an herb. Trifola is um, yeah. a mixture of three fruits. So it's very gentle, but it moves through the GI tract like a little broom. And it just goes through sweeping out any residue that's been left behind. And so you'll notice a change in your bowel movements just with the triphala. Mm -hmm. the, the dose of ghee. So there's several doses of ghee that we take um, during the cleanse that also in its own way flushes through not so much broomy and sweeping, but more whooshing yeah. in a way. And then um, the end of the cleanse, the the gold standard, which I will prepare everyone for, is to is an enema. Mm. You two enemas. We can get around it if that's a, a deal breaker. Um, we can still make the cleanse completely effective. Um, but there's a, a flush, obviously, to the colon with an enema. Yeah. Okay. So I'm with it, but I've also done several cleanses before that didn't involve that. So I can see why people might be hung up on that. Like, don't go all in too much if it's going to keep you from doing it. I agree with that. But I also, in that same article, was reading... So there are some herbs as well that come in the kit that go in... The, it's called a Basti... Right. And so this yeah. um, this article I was shared was talking about how the herbs function as prebiotics and are better absorbed into your colon, which is where most of your gut microbiome resides, um, because when you take probiotics or prebiotics through like eating them, they have to go through your stomach acid. And when you take them the other way, you're actually more likely to get them. So do you want to say more about that or validate that or give your opinion? Or yeah. Yeah. I get to lean into my dietetic self on this one because this was a huge topic in that training because uh, when I did my dietetics training, the whole, that was the explosion of the whole probiotic, prebiotic era. 
Yeah. And it scientifically is not sound. Taking them orally. Taking them by mouth because exactly what you just explained, there's, they're going to die in the stomach. And so expecting whatever dosage you're taking by mouth to make it all the way through that journey, it's asking a lot. However, putting the prebiotic, probiotic directly to where you want it to live, delivering it right to its home, it's a no-brainer. So I've been telling people for decades who've needed prebiotic, probiotic therapy to do that. Now, interestingly, I'm going to gross some people out here, but um, in the the world of dietetics and, and modern medicine in the last decade, someone came up with a fecal transplant. Yeah, I've heard of that. And so it's the exact same theory that they take a healthy gut bacteria from one and transplant it to another so that it can repopulate the colon. To me, I'd rather just put herbs. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. Well, so there's something to that. Like, so my pathophysiology professor in college who kind of introduced me to this whole world of gut microbiome and we've read lots of research and books about it actually was going to share the book because if people really want to go down the rabbit hole of gut microbiome and health, um, that book is a good reference. But anyway, so this professor sent off a poop sample to some lab that would test it and tell you like what you should be eating based on your microbiome because that's how they assess it is through a fecal sample. And so I guess that was also an option that if you're experienced through this lab, that if you're experiencing um, symptoms that we might call a dosha imbalance, but symptoms of disease like eczema could be one of them or um, like other symptoms of like candida overgrowth, things like that, yeast, um, you could do the fecal transplant. But I'm with you on that. Why do all that? So now that I've fully grossed everyone out, I do want to dial it back to the transformation that happens within this cleanse because those things that you're speaking out, I have seen and helped people go through a protocol that reverses those things. Eczema, joint joint pain. I had a woman two weeks ago who um, came into the cleanse and wasn't able to run. She's a runner. And her pain was so bad, she wasn't able to run. And within the time period of the 10-day cleanse, we were able to erase her joint pain. Um, Gut problems, bloating, swelling, burping, this type of thing can be rectified. Sleep, anxiety, that type of thing can be rectified. It sounds crazy to people who have never done some kind of lifestyle change like this. So that's why I'm like, really like I'm bringing the research y'all because I know there are people out there that are like, that's woo woo nonsense. Like that's not really a thing, but it is. So you said like joint pain. Um, and that's this other study that I really wanted to get to. So I'm glad they're coming up naturally in conversation. Um, because somebody on the last live asked specifically about how the cleanse or gut health in general could affect 
hormones. And I was like, I don't know how to say it in a scientifically accurate way, but I know from experience that it's true because in my own experience, it was like how I was able to get pregnant after a time of infertility and stuff. And so I'm like, I know there's something to that. But one of the things in this study I shared is very dense, very like, I don't recommend reading it if you don't have like a huge academic background because there's a lot of big words and like stuff. Um, But basically it was talking about the having a healthy gut microbiome is proven via this meta-analysis of lots of studies um, that to mediate the occurrence of certain diseases, specifically via pathways of um, hormones, mostly estrogen. So this mostly applies to people who are going to, you know, women, whatever, females. Um, But then it also talked about inflammation immunity. So can you say more about inflammation? Because I think that's in my you know, I suspect the joint pain was by inflammation. So could you say more about that? Like maybe from an Ayurvedic perspective or how the cleanse helps with inflammation and stuff? Yeah, that's that's an easy one. That's just, I could, yeah, that's going to, that's going to, inflammation moves out so easily with this cleanse because of the oils, because of the foods, because of the protocols, inflammation is, is not a thing. Right. So maybe this is putting you on the spot a little bit, but could you say more from like a, from your, put on your dietitian hat and talk about um, inflammation from the diet? Maybe I'd be happy to say more about how inflammation and the immune system work together. Cause I'm like pretty highly trained on that. But could you say more about diet and inflammation and like, you know, maybe how we perhaps eat on a regular basis might cause more inflammation or something, you know? Um, so in Ayurveda, you know, we would put inflammation flames into a pitta type of category. So, mm-hmm. so we'd be dealing with high pitta. Um, and it's really... I, I think it's so straightforward in Ayurveda that I just uh, I'm almost at a loss for what to say because it, it honestly um, does not present a problem a- at all during this cleanse that, that inflammation typically moves out very, very quickly as okay. far as how it accumulates. Yeah. That. It's, it's an overtime type of thing where, um, whatever you're putting into the body is a fiery type of trigger that you are not able to counterbalance naturally. So it accumulates in the body. And in, in Ayurveda, we say that your doshas will accumulate wherever you have a weakness. And so wherever you're accumulating your inflammation is is information for you and your future uh, and your own wellness care as to where your weak space is. Right. So I'm thinking for the inflammation thing, it's funny that you say she was a runner because runners are like Pitta people, in my opinion, all these hot yogis, self-proclaimed type A personalities, um, you know, people that like a lot of spicy foods. Those are all like 
like Pitta people, I think, just from my experience, right? Um, so yeah, I guess I just like wanted to touch on that, that like, I think a lot of people don't have a a good understanding of how inflammation impacts the immune system and the the presence of disease in the body. So basically inflammation is a response for a pathogen or an injury, right? Like it's inflammation is our immune system at work. Like when you get sick or you get a scrape or something, your body sends like white blood cells, inflammation response there, which is useful. But when you're just constantly being attacked for lack of a better word by like, you know, food that creates inflammation or like being hard on your body, things like that. And you're not giving adequate time to rest or give your digestive system a break, which is kind of what this cleanse is, then you're going to overaccumulate inflammation, which is going to lead to more symptoms of disease that your body would have easily been able to handle if it wasn't overloaded is my take. Yeah. So basically this study that I shared also, it's like main finding was that, um, let me just read it. So it says researchers have found that the gut microbiome and its metabolites are involved in development of diseases and affect the levels of sex hormones. In addition, the effects of gut microbiome and its metabolites on inflammation immunity also plays a play crucial roles in pathogenesis or like making of these sex hormone related disorders. So it was talking about things like PCOS, PMOP, which is like postmenopausal osteoarthritis stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically eating better and helping your digestive system could be the answer. And this one was not related to Ayurveda at all um, to lots of diseases. I just wanted to like make that clear to folks because I know a lot of people I'm sharing this on my personal Facebook. If you've made it this far, congrats, but, um, don't believe or want to believe the link between our lifestyle and our outcomes, Hmm. you know? So last thing I want to ask you, what is a day in the life of a cleanse? Like, so like you mentioned, it may not be practical to go on this like spa, like retreat, to cleanse your gut and your being, but what, how can a person integrate this in their daily life? Like, what does that look like at home? Um, at home, it's hard to describe a day in the life because the days vary. The protocol varies day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to look at doing the cleanse when we don't have too many temptations that we can't handle. So we don't want to do the cleanse on our birthday, this type of thing. We want to be able to um, easily stick to the food restrictions. Um, We want to have space in the day, about 30 minutes for self-care each day. And we want to be able to create a a mindset during those 10 days that is spa-like. So not that mindset of um, going through everything on the checklist, but 
um, even though we're at home and you know everything's in front of us, just letting things kind of slide and favoring a more restful way of being. Other like that. than that, we can um, we can move through life at home and still get the benefits of bringing balance to the doshas and optimizing the agni. Yeah, I like that. And like, so first thing I want to say is like, people can still do this and like go to work, come home, take care of the kids. You can like, there's food to eat. So it's not like you're just going to drink your juice. Like it's some juice fast and watch your family eat or something. Um, my family's probably just going to eat kitchen with me. You know, like, cause I cook for them. And so, um, anyway, like my kids, they've had Katri before. Um, and so anyway, also, if it sounds like a big commitment to have 30 minutes a day for self-care, because I get it, like I have a one and three-year-old and at some points that sounds like a lot, especially like when my kid was a little younger, um, my, my youngest, I was like, there's no time. But I think also it's like, if you don't already have a 30 minute per day self-care practice, what a better time to start. You know what I mean? 30 minutes isn't actually that much to ask, in my opinion. Get up 30 minutes earlier or do it instead of scrolling for 30 minutes at night. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. This is my thoughts. Um, but so could you say a little bit more about like eating the kitchery? Is it like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Like... I know you said before you eat to your hunger level. So could you say more about what that looks like? Yeah. So as you said, this is not a restrictive fast in that you're going to be hungry. You absolutely should not allow yourself to walk around hungry. So it's um, different than an Ayurvedic lifestyle day where we try to eat on rhythm this is a call and response. So you're hungry, you eat. You're not hungry, even if it's lunchtime and you always eat at noon, you're not hungry, you don't eat. So it's it's a matter of tuning in to, to what your body's got going on because we're asking a lot of the digestion in this cleanse. The protocol looks quite simple, but the body responds and um, it will ask you for, for what it needs. So if that's food, you give it. And if it's rest, you give it. That's powerful too, because I think a lot of times we might get like, we eat because we're craving something. And if you're only eating the same thing, you're probably not going to crave it after a couple of days. I don't know. This, or at least like, yeah. I love this because um, one of the big ahas for a lot of people it's like, oh my gosh, I eat because X, Y, Z. Yeah. And not because I need to nourish my body. I just think that's a really powerful mindset around food because um, like I'm not qualified. I don't give people diet advice, but if like a yoga therapy client, for example, um, seems to have some issues, I am qualified to tell people to like try mindful eating. Right. And it sounds like that's what this is. Like, really enjoying your food, starting that digestion process in the mouth, because it does, your saliva is a digestive juice. So, you know, starting that mindfulness with 
chewing well and really sensing your food and sensing while you eat it and only responding to those hunger cues rather than actually this is also a thing that when you eat a lot of sugar, your body craves it more because of your microbiome. Like there's science to back that up too. So anyway, I don't know. I highly recommend it for, for, for lots of reasons. Yeah. And I haven't gotten any questions from anyone in your community by email or text. And I know I put that information out there. So um, if anyone has any further questions, I'm happy to um, chat and clarify. The comments. I don't think I have either. The only one I think I've gotten is like, okay, can we get the stuff of the kit like elsewhere, you know, and like, yes, I guess. But I personally like, there are two grocery stores where I live and neither of them sell a, sell the right kind of mung beans. So that's annoying. I'm sure I could go to a specialty store and find them, but they only have like regular lentils or like something. So anyway, like, yes, you can procure this stuff on your own, but can you say more about what else comes with that when you sign up? It's $350 with the special group rate discount if you're doing it with us. Um, but can you say more? It's not just stuff you're getting. So can you just drive that point home a little bit? Yeah, so that's unfortunate to <laughs> to hear. There's a misconception that the um, the cost is based on the kit alone. Right. So yeah, of course you can go buy your own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the cleanse is a guided Ayurvedic experience. So you also get the the intake where we determine your doshas. We will, um, excuse me, I have a child. No, sir. So, sorry. Um, juggling over here. So I understand uh, if you're juggling during the cleanse, um, single mom, three elementary age children, it's still doable. Yeah, they'll still be there. Yeah. Um, so we'll do the intake. So it's, it's a uh, Ayurvedic consultation at the beginning of the cleanse, which I obviously believe has tremendous value. In more than an online dosha quiz, because I know some people are like, I know my dosha. It's more than that. Okay. You know. Um, so, so there is that. And then um, obviously the kit with all of the things in it. Um, and I'll post a picture of what that is below this, um, this talk, you know, so you can see what's in there. Um, and then my intention is to empower people to continue this as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So my, you know, it is my heart that people do this cleanse as it's intended to be done, which is regularly. Right. And so you get lifetime access to the educational materials around what's coming in the cleanse, exactly what it is, their ingredients, how to use them, how to continue to do the cleanse. Say you choose to do it again next fall and you're like, wait, what now? So you go back into the portal. You have the entire protocol. It's uh, and you've seen so you've already logged in. So yeah. um, that is the, the final piece as to answer the question as to what you get. And so maybe you could explain a little bit about the portal. 
in your words. Yeah. The portal's cool. So it's been a minute since I've logged in. I logged into it a couple weeks ago and I was like, I will dive into all of the lessons when I get there. I'm like a cross that bridge when I come to it kind of person. But there are lessons for each individual like thing that you do, like tongue scraping, bosty. I haven't watched those yet. But what I did watch, I looked through the booklet, which is like that alone is super helpful. The booklet that just you can print it out and then you never know you're never lost about like, oh, what do I do today? Or like, why do I do this part? What is the intention? But then also, I really liked how you start off with like, set your intention, set the vibe for um, the cleanse, because it's more than just, I don't know, I, just, I keep comparing it to like a juice fast, but I see people doing juice fasts. And I don't know, just my take on that is like, like I had a stomach bug recently and um, like my kid, the kid's stomach bug. And it's like, I noticed, okay, my gut cleared out because I wasn't eating for several days, but it's not like I addressed anything. Like when I went back to eating after the stomach bug, that's my take on a juice fast. This like includes like, you're not just going to clear out the stuff. You're also going to do better and have, anyway, the, the portal is super useful. Also for folks that join our group, there is a community section, which is what, I mean, my Yogi Scopes membership is around astrology. There's also, there's this lovely community in there, but the people that so you can have direct access to Donna, but you can also have access to this community of people who will be doing it at the same time, which is wonderful for accountability. And you can come to my yoga classes that are online for free for the month. Nice. Yeah. I did neglect to say that um, anyone who's doing the cleanse has um, direct access to me via text for the 10 days. So anything that comes up, um, I, I'm right. That's there, which is, yeah. I, so I hope that uh, that is recognized as being valuable. Yeah. So highly yep. supported. Yeah. I love it. So any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, I just want to reiterate that, uh, it, that it truly is my wish for everyone to embrace Ayurveda. It's, it's a huge blessing to have this worldview and to understand yourself to this depth because it's... Um, a very intimate way of living with yourself. You you learn to decipher these messages that your body is mm -hmm. sending you, and you learn how to respond to those mes messages to optimize your own wellness, mind, body. I love it. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's why I even tell people in my like group yoga classes that I teach in person, I'm like, that's the point is to know yourself and have the tools to address what comes up, which sounds crazy to people who are not very aware of their bodies or their beings yet. But once you are, it's like, there's no going back. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for joining us. Thanks for anybody that caught the replay. You can always comment on the Facebook and YouTube video. Um, if you're, I'm posting this as a podcast as well. So if you listen to the podcast, go find my Facebook page or YouTube or whatever comment will be around last day to sign up for this round is March 17th. If you want the group deal um, and the group benefits, 
or you can always sign up with Donna, I think like anytime, you know, you just don't get the group discount and the other stuff. So yeah. You're good. So that's a wrap folks. I hope you learned something. And if you do want to join us for the group cleanse, if you're listening to this before Thursday, March 17th, or we will be running this again in the fall in, I think it's like late mid to late September for Navratri. It'll be around the fall equinox. Um, we will be doing, I will be doing another Ayurvedic cleanse. And if you want the same kind of deal where Donna can be your Ayurvedic practitioner, I can be supplying the Vedic astrology piece and community piece, and you'll have the direct one-on-one support and intake through Donna either this time, if you sign up before March 17th or next time, um, if you need support around that, want to do this on your own, the link to get the kit at the group discount will be in the show notes and just know that that group discount expires on March 17th. So thanks for being here. Please remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light until next time, friends. Take care.